everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where it is the first full week here in December in New York City, and I am still refusing to wear a winter coat. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network, currently available on our all-digital platform. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch, coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side. What's up, Yoni? Good morning. How art thou? Ah, great, great. Yeah? Yeah. Bite Size was fun yesterday. Tell me about it. Special guest. Yes, thank you. I'd like to I'd like to thank you for not really inviting me to be part of Bite Size, but I third wheeled. Uh, yeah. I'm, listen, yeah, I'm, basically. I like third wheeling myself, so I, it, it was a pleasure for me to allow you to third wheel. Thank you. And it was a lot of fun to discuss dogs. Dogs. Yes. Our um, favorites. Right. Dogs were great. Four to the door. Door. Which is the last segment as part of Bite Size that Yoni has introduced here as part of his program. Right. I'm really enjoying Bite Size. I like the format a lot. And um, Do you like the host? I was going to compliment the host, but now it's like you're setting me up here. Yeah, I think the host is doing a nice job. Thank you. I really do. I'm you very... Yeah, I, and we'll, we can continue to talk about him in the third person, <laughs> even though it's you. But yeah, I honestly, I think you're doing a nice job, and uh, call a vote to you. I appreciate it. Let's go through um, the holidays, because uh, my guest is on the line, and I do not want to waste, or take up, I should say, excuse me, too much of her time. As it is a Thursday morning, the wine business is already booming and in action at 1030 in the morning, so I don't want to take her away from her customers too long. Let's go through some weekly observances. Yo, it is cookie exchange week. So I have to give up a cookie? To you get a cookie? Yes. Give a, it's, like, uh, it's like the sock thing. Give, um, um, Adina Lichtman. When you oh, I've, yeah, I've heard of that. Give actually. a sock. Um, right. right. Knock, knock, give a sock, right? Oh, okay. Right. So you got to give a socks. And not, well, we're not socks here. Well, right. We're giving cookies. cookies, right? You got to swap cookies. So we can still swap cookies through tomorrow. Is it bad if I give a cookie that I don't like? No, I don't think it matters because somebody else is going to like it. Okay, hopefully. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, it's also um, older sa- older driver safety awareness week. Yeah. So tell them to get off the road. Right. It's um yeah a little bit. It's I I, I don't In even want to comment because I'm sure my parents are going to yell at me. But <laughs> yeah, let's just be aware of the older drivers. Right. Is all I'm trying to say. Um, also, today is pretend to be a time traveler day. I don't even know how to do that. It sounds like fun, um, but I have no idea. I have no idea how to do that. And you should also know, by the way, that yesterday was trick shot. Uh, not yesterday. Two days ago was trick shot day. Have you? Did you hear about this? In, in like for a sport? Yes. The Harlem Globetrotters oh, cool. started their own national holiday. So every awesome. time I joke on this show about starting our own national holiday. Yeah. The Harlem awesome. Globetrotters. Uh-huh. I don't, you, look into it, please. The Harlem Globetrotters started their own national holiday called uh, National Trick Shot Day. And there were all of these um, all of these videos, these Twitter videos and everything of people tweeting out That's their awesome. trick shots. I, it was about 20 minutes of my life last night where, you know, I was watching it in, not last night, two days ago. And we were watching it in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, like, one of my kids was coming over and I was like, oh, Oh, and I'm like, right. They're like, what are you watching? And it was really cute. And there was this little girl who did a a um, a handstand. And as she was getting up from the handstand, she picked up the basketball at the foul line and made the shot oh, cool. all in one fell swoop. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, um, so see, we still have the opportunity. All right. To uh, to do that national holiday. We'll look into it. Thank you. And I just want to mention that we do not have any fortune cookies today. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. 
Should I make up a fortune? No, I don't think you should make up a fortune, but I think you should figure out why I have no fortune cookies. That's true. Right. So that means that we need to order Chinese Do for we lunch. we have the fortune from last week? No, I hung it up on the fortune. wall. I hung it up on the wall. It's Maybe over there. Maybe should repeat it. Okay, one second. Well, I don't want to I don't want to run your show, but... No, that's true. Um, one second. All right, let's go. We're looking for it. Yeah, here we go. Oh. I hung it up up on the wall. Yes, action is the basis of success. Beautiful. Yeah, so all those of you who have installed the app, that's you. That's you guys. You have acted, and you will be successful. Amen. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I am incredibly excited to introduce this guest to the Nachum Siegel Network. It is quite an unusual position for a from woman, for an Orthodox woman to be in the wine business. And not only <laughs> is she in the wine business, but she owns her own store. And I'd like to thank everyone at Kedem, specifically Jay Bookspam, for making this introduction because I don't know if I ever would have met Pearl Schwartz had it not been for Kedem. Welcome Pearl Schwartz. She is the owner of Hakerem Wine Store on the corner of Jewel Avenue and Main Street in Kew Garden Hills. Talk about location, Pearl. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. So I don't even know where to start, but I guess I could say, you know, were you interested in wine as a kid? Was your family like oriented with wine? Not really. Uh, We were the traditional Jewish family. We had Kedem wine for Kiddush and grape juice. (laughs) But uh, like uh, right after I got married, my brother wanted to open a wine shop in Flatbush area of Brooklyn. He asked me to join. I did. And since then, I've been uh, learning about wine. Unbelievable. And you were, I mean, you were how old when this all started? Early 20s. You were in your early 20s. You were not a wine aficionado. This is not something that, like, your 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 parents had some kind of pension for wine that that you were surrounded by vintage bottles or different wineries or boutique wineries out of Israel. This was just... Your brother made you an offer, and there you went. Exactly. And are you, of like, as a kid, were you an entrepreneur? Were you, you know, the person with the lemonade stand? Like, was this always in your blood? Always. I was always an entrepreneur. I always tried to make a buck somewhere. That's great. So this is exactly me. And, and you- uh, when he made the offer, I just jumped at it. I thought, this is great. That's- I can tell you a little bit about myself. Please. Okay, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I still live there today. I'm a mother of seven beautiful children, <laughs> and they are a true source of love, love and pride for me. When I was in the sixth grade, I remember my father telling me, it doesn't matter what job you get in the school play. What's important is that you immerse yourself completely in what you do to the point where you become a true expert at your job, and you begin to talk about it with joy and passion. Wow. Even if you're the curtain puller, you'll be the most powerful, most thankful curtain puller in the United States of America. Right. Whatever you're going to do, just jump in and do it with all your love and all your might. Exactly. I think I must have taken my father's message very much to heart (laughs) because when I got into the wine industry over 20 years ago, I became so completely immersed in my work. Wine education became part of my daily work schedule. That, you know, you know, a lot of people have to go through training. I'm sure wine training really, you know, was stressful. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I just... So enjoyed it. I researched it. I, re- I researched it. I interviewed people. I read widely. I attended wine events. I was determined to develop a knowledge base wide enough so it can provide knowledgeable service to my customers. And I'm not saying this to be funny, but I imagine as part of your training and your education, you also had to probably build up a pretty good alcohol tolerance. 
I did. <laughs> I have to tell you, you're right. But I haven't stopped learning for over 20 years now because for me it has become an art that I care to cultivate and perfect. That's amazing. So let's talk about for a second because I, you and I are you know, very much in, in the same boat. Um, mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs, workers in an industry that don't always see women at the head of their, you know, in, in major positions and with a full family life. So I can, I mean, I can tell you that I struggle with it constantly, making sure that I'm trying to adjust some kind of balance or pretend that I'm balancing or whatever it is. But I guess talk for a second about some of the the, the trials or the struggles that you've gone through in building a business and raising a family. It is a struggle every single day. In fact, I have to get my kids out in the morning and get ready for work and just come to work. But you know what? It's so much fun. I so enjoy it. I just, it's just a part of life for me. And because I like it so much, it's, it almost doesn't feel like work for me. Isn't that the best? Oh, yeah. It's the best. It definitely is. We talk about that here, how it's such a pleasure to work hard at something that you love that you don't feel is work. Oh, yeah. It certainly is not work for me. I just enjoy it so much. I Now that I own uh, my own store, it's just a pleasure coming in and teaching people about wine and telling them all about it. It's just because I know so much about it, I just enjoy giving over the information to others. There's that, there's that, that need to share, that need to educate other people that's really quite exciting. Oh, yeah. Whether you're new to the world of wine or a wine enthusiast, when people come in here, there's just, it just feels like fun. They taste wine. I educate them. And it's just a lot of fun for me and for them. Pearl Schwartz from Hakerem, the wine store, the famous wine store on the corner of Jewel Avenue and Main Street, location, 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 in Kew Garden Hills, joins us on the uh, on the show today. It's really a fascinating conversation uh, for so many reasons, but also because, I mean, l- let's just talk for that woman, that, that female angle for a second. So you're walking into some kind of a tasting, and you're walking in and you're an Orthodox woman and you, you, you know, you appear Orthodox, like you are openly, you know, taking a look at you. Right. Right. And, and all of a sudden they're like, you, it's you. Like, this is what I'm it sitting just with. It makes it so much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, you know, and most people are nice about it. They just don't care. Sometimes people ask me like, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> but, uh, most people are just understanding and just eager to take information from me, really. Right. They're just excited to hear all about it. Right, because you're excited and you can hear. I mean, I can hear, and I'm sure our listeners can hear, the happiness and like the glee in your voice because you're clearly passionate about wine. I'm so passionate about wine. I started learning when I, as I told you, when I got into the industry, and I'm still learning today. Every single day, they're coming out with new wines. As soon as they come in, we taste them, and they give it to my staff, and then we talk about it, and we just love to give the information over to our customers. And what do your kids think? I mean, I know as a parent, you know, obviously there's mommies in business. You know, mommy is a business person. There's there's that angle. But also, you have, you know, even more of a responsibility and a different kind of responsibility because you're also teaching your kids, I imagine, how to be responsible about alcohol. Oh, yeah. I definitely do. We talk about this all the time. 
explain it to them. And for that reason, they, they really know how to enjoy their alcohol responsibly. They just enjoy it too. We always talk about it. We taste together. It's nice. And they would, it's not like... Uh, some people just hide their alcohol from the children. I would never do that. Right. It's something they understand and they know they have to be responsible with it. And it's just a pleasure talking to them. And they always give me input. Oh, this is wonderful. We like this one better than that. And I like to hear other people's opinion about things. I and- I completely agree. And, and it's funny because I also, I mean, we... I, you know, it's not like there are bottles of wine out on my counter all week. But when it comes to Shabbos and we're opening a bottle of wine, I want our kids to see. And, and I agree with you about not hiding the alcohol, but instead using it as an opportunity, especially the Shabbos table, which is such a safe environment and should be a safe environment, but an opportunity to have conversations with your kids about alcohol and about consuming alcohol responsibly, that instead of shying away from the opportunity, we almost welcome it. Sure do. It just makes it so much better for them, and they understand, understand that if you just if you don't hide it and take it away, they'll just uh, enjoy it responsibly, and that's what we all want. Do your kids ever say to you, because I hear this at home, and so there's part of me, by the way, that's so enjoying this conversation because I feel like we're in the same boat. Do your kids ever say to you, like, Mommy, couldn't you work at home? Mommy, couldn't you, you know, do something local? Like, you know, there's there's that, that struggle that they, you know, they're proud and they love what you're doing and they're involved in it. And my kids certainly feel the same way. But there's always that, you know, mommy, couldn't you like work around the corner? <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice. But they understand. And they're so happy for me. And they are actually part of it because we always talk about it together and they enjoy it they, together with me. So uh, it's, yeah, you're right. It would have been nice if we would have been in local, but it's... It's so not an issue for me. They understand, and and my my kids are just teenagers now, so it's not that like they are young and they right. need me every single day. So right, but they're supportive and they're proud they're of so you. So supportive, they're so supportive, and they learn along with me. That's great, Pearl Schwartz again from Hakarim on the corner of Jewel and Main Street. 141-22 Jewel Avenue in Kew Garden Hills joins us today. Pearl, when a woman comes in the store and she sees you behind the counter and she, you know, initially doesn't know the role that you play in the store and all of a sudden you start speaking like a wine encyclopedia about all these things about wine. Like, does she all of a sudden like feel more comfortable with you asking questions? Oh, absolutely. Women tell me all the time how much more comfortable do they feel with me and how excited they are that I'm here. I get this all the time wherever I go. And even in restaurants, when I come in and uh, people, uh, people come over to me, oh, I see you know about your wines. Tell me what would be a good choice. You know, they, people feel comfortable around me simply because they see I know my stuff and right. also because they, I'm a woman. And they just feel they have no problem talking to me. And what, about the, and what about the men? The men, I, the men don't have a problem with me, really. Never did. That's amazing. I, that's amazing. So when, so at what point did you decide? So let's backtrack a second just because I don't want to miss this point. At what point did you decide to look at your brother and say, yeah, I'm going off on my own? And you found this spot of the most pre- prime location in, you know, the New York, New Jersey area to open a wine store. Oh, after so many years together, we decided to split up. It's just that I, f- I felt like I was really ready to do this. And he really supported me. He wanted me to do that on my own, too. He felt like I was ready. And I just, 
it was so nice working with him. Right. But it's so much better now being on my own. And, and you know, and uh, Thanksgiving dinner, you know, Chris, Shabbos, uh, Shabbos uh, Hanukkah is not uncomfortable. You're all getting along. Everything is fine. Oh, everything is beautiful. Did you, did yeah, you and he... We're very, did, we're very close. And, uh, yeah, we have a great relationship. Did you and he have different t- tastes in wine? A little bit, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I like my wines bolder. He likes them softer. But all in all, we agree, and we talk about. Still, do talk about it all the time. So let's. That, so then, I guess let's go to the next question, which which is what when you are advising women about buying wine when they come in the store. You're advising any customer, for that matter, when they come in the store, and you're describing a, a bold wine. Like, what kind of wines are are you know people generally gravitating to? You know, in general and specifically women. Okay, so let me explain. I always ask them the first and first question is, what are you going to be eating with? So it, I pair the wine with the food. So that if they give me something like a big steak, I'll give them a bolder wine. If they give me something like a chicken or a lighter kind of a meat, I just give them like a Pinot Noir, a lighter kind of a wine. So I'm, I pair the wine with the foods. And that's, that's the way you should do it, actually. It makes the meal so much nicer. It just brings it up a notch. So if I told you that I wanted, and I'm not kidding, if I told you I wanted to pair a wine with tofu, what would you tell me to do? Tofu, I I would go with a Gewurztraminer. Really? Really? That sweet? Wine? Did, did you ever have a Gewurztraminer? I did, but I think I'm thinking of the late harvest, which is no, totally not. Okay, okay, that's why I'm so confused because I'm so I should be looking for a dry white. A dry white, exactly. A dry white, a Gewurztraminer, a Riesling, even uh, even a fruity Sauvignon Blanc would go beautifully with tofu. I thought you were going to say to me, Miriam, why are you eating tofu? <laughs> <laughs> not really. I like tofu. Too. All right. <laughs> so I would go with a dry white. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, what about and what about and what about sushi? I mean, so many people are eating sushi now. It's like I joke that in every kosher pizza store, there's a sushi guy. So, what are we looking at? You know, if you're again, you're serving some kind of a meal, and you know, we should talk about latkes also because latkes is coming up, and we're all going to be frying plenty of stuff. So, oh yeah. So, what would we be serving with with sushi? Which you know, again, is so prevalent in in people's homes these days, and so readily available. And right. then, what are we looking at for latkes? Okay. So let's talk sushi first. Okay. Okay. With sushi, I'd either go with a with a white, with a dry white, or I'd go with a lighter red, like a Pinot Noir, a Gamay, something lighter, like a light light styled Bordeaux. Anything lighter I, in red, I'd go with, or or nice big white. That's what I do with sushi, and it pairs so beautifully with that. Wow! It just it just makes it so much better and so much nicer. And with uh, fr- fried foods, I believe it or not, I go with a sparkling. Really? Really? Just because it just uh, it just uh, it makes it so much nicer, and the sparkling helps that you digest it. Really. <laughs> I just feel like that's that's the right way to do it. Wow, well that's a good tip. Oh yeah, for sure. And, now, and just just for you to know a good tip in uh, wines because a lot of people don't don't know that uh, if they think that the dry wines have to be like in a warm environment, they don't have to chill it. It always is better just a few minutes before you drink it to chill it. It so brings out the fruit in the wine and makes it mm. so much nicer. Even in a dry wine, where I wouldn't normally chill my dries, but definitely 
put it in the fridge just for a few minutes before you're going to drink it, just to make it. Because our overheated dining rooms are oh. really not the right temperature for wines. Interesting. So we keep our. So when we say room temperature for a red. Our houses, our homes are too warm for We're room too temperature. Warm for that. Right. Interesting. What is it? What I mean for a wine? I'm not even saying this to be funny, but what is room temperature for a wine? Wine room temperature is about sixty-eight to seventy-two degrees. Wow. Yeah, that would not be my house. You're right. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> you are right about that. Now, I, Pearl, I know you're limited on time, and I don't want to take up too much time. And, of course, Thursdays are busy. So let me just ask you this. Are women drinking scotch? <laughs> it, you know, when I first started, women were not drinking scotch. But with time, I, I found so many more women starting to drink scotch really? and bourbon. And it's become a trend now. And whenever I go out with people, we drink scotch, bourbon. All the time. Oh. It's just, it's just become so much more integrated with the women now. That's unbelievable. So am I eating my 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 uh, my jelly donuts with, am I drinking them with scotch? <laughs> you can. It's always fun. Is that a, is that a pairing? <laughs> is that a, like I a legit pairing? I, I drink a, like a dessert wine with my jelly donuts and then I'll have my scotch. Well, okay, so the scotch is just, you know, you don't need to pair scotch with something. You can just have the scotch. Exactly. Or I, I drink, like, if, if I have a big meat, I can drink ah, scotch with it. Got it. Or bourbon with it. But uh, jelly donuts, generally, I drink with a dessert wine. Got it. Wow. What a conversation. Pearl Schwartz from Hakerem. She's at the corner of Jewel Avenue and Main Street, 141-22 Jewel Avenue in Kew Garden Hills. I encourage everyone, if you're looking for a bottle of wine, if you want to ask questions and you don't know where to go, check out Pearl. Go to visit Pearl at Hikerem. If you think that she's not going to ask your, answer all of your questions, you're 100% wrong. If anything came out of this interview, it's just how warm and, you know, to go along with the metaphor, bubbly Pearl really is. Pearl, you've been a wonderful, wonderful guest. Thank you so much for joining me. Sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And Chag Chanukah Sameach to you. You too, and all your listeners. Thanks so much. Have a good time. You too. Bye-bye. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. That was so much fun. I can't believe women are drinking scotch. I mean, I'm not drinking scotch, but, you know, I am drinking red. That is for sure. Anyway, you've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Again, my thanks to our friends at Kedem for making that introduction for me in the first place. I never would have met Pearl had it not been for Jay Booksbaum, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Uh, let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what not to miss. Right after That's Life, it's a live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel. Starts right after this program. That's at 11 a.m., goes till 1 o'clock. And, of course, we have a full schedule of programming for the rest of the day. Do not miss JM and AM tomorrow morning. Malcolm Honline joins Nachum for the weekly update scheduled at 7.40 a.m. By the way, I just want to thank all of our listeners who are commenting, who have continued to comment on the app since we have gone to our all-digital platform, especially those of you who were engaged with Malcolm Holmline last week during the weekly update. Your comments were fantastic, and it really, in our opinion, very much added to the program. So we thank you very much, and we encourage you to continue that. Always comment on the app. We love to hear from you. At the conclusion of JMAM, don't forget, brand new edition of Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. That's at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't miss it. Motzei Shabbat, Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Motzei Shabbos and every Motzei Shabbos at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Matis hosts JM Sunday this Sunday morning starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Also, 
engage with Matis on the app. Matis loves hearing from you as well. And we had a number of great comments during JM Sunday last week. I encourage you to engage with all of us, all of our hosts. We are here to talk to you. If you have any questions regarding our digital platform, you can email Yoni, yoni at nachumsegel.com. Yoni is still available on call 24 hours a day to in, to answer your questions, talk about data, and just make sure you have the listen line, which I, I got to tell you is becoming hotter and hotter by the minute. Um, we're gonna we're going to play the first track off of Benny Freeman's new album. Just give me the cover for a second, Yoni, if you don't mind. It's right there. It is. I like looking at this album cover because it's so cool. Filled the world with light. It was previewed. I shouldn't say that. It was debuted this week on JM and AM on Monday when Benny and Shirley Meyer were in studio here with Nahum. the The album is fantastic. It is available. It is widely available, and we are going to play the first track called "Ivri Anochi" here on That's Life. That's Life, everybody. Bye, guys. Done. It's how he made you to so sing the song and spread the pride around you. Yehudiani. 